I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall. This is a little radio show on WEHC where we sit and catch up with an ENH alum just to kind of see what they're doing. And we pretend like we're sitting on the Duck Pond Wall because Matt, haven't you at some point sat on the Duck Pond Wall and talked to a friend? Many times, many times. Exactly. Today, our guest is Matt Long, Emory Henry class of 2003. How you doing, Matt? I am doing fantastic, Monica. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You're in Richmond, so I'm going to bet that it's much more humid there than it is right here. Yeah, it's humid here from about uh, May 15th until September 15th, and uh, <laughs> and then it stops being humid. So. <laughs> and then it's nice again. There you go. Right, right, right. It's nice maybe a couple months, couple weeks out of the year. Other than that, it's 95 degrees and humid. Oh, but unless you have pretty flowers, you do, do have lots of pretty azaleas and that sort of thing that we don't have. So that's nice. <laughs> well, Matt, we're talking with you today because you have some exciting news with us. Um, you're an attorney and you just recently, dum da dum, um, got to add a special word to the end of your name. So tell us what's going on with you in your career right now. Sure. Thank you, Monica. Um, yes, uh, I'm, I graduated Emory in 03. Uh, I worked for a couple of years before I went to law school. Um, and I was working in another firm before this one and, and actually became a partner at that law firm and, you know, decided for business reasons that I need to go elsewhere. So I came here back in 2015. And, uh, so I've been here, what, uh, six, seven years. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a liberal arts major, so I'm not good at math. Um, but you. yeah, so recently, um, I got bumped up to an equity partner and, uh, we changed the name to Bowenton Long and Ball. So it's exciting. And I'm, you know, looking forward to, you know, sort of the next chapter of my career. Well, that's exciting. Well, and tell me, I'm, I'm going to ask several questions today that will prove my ignorance of how law works. And so how does it, how does it work? And what does it mean to say that you're now an equity partner? Uh, well, it kind of, it means, it means different things depending on where you are. So, you know, some places it means uh, now you don't make any money and you're <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck because you've got to worry about paying the electric bill and paying the uh, employees. So being a partner at a law firm just means you're an owner, right? So we just use that word, right? So if you own, you know, own any business, right, whether you own a plumbing company or own an accounting firm or, you know, own whatever, I mean, you call yourself an owner, uh, but in the legal word, when you when you own part of the law firm, you, you call yourself a partner. That's just the word that we use. Yeah. So it really just means that I'm an owner. It means that I have skin in the game. It means, you know, I have employees. I have, you know, you know, I, I this is my business and three other my three other partners. It's our business. So we we own the company and, you know, we have uh, 17 employees. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a pretty big firm. And how many attorneys? We have are, eight, all, are all those attorneys or no, no. we have uh, eight employees and uh, the rest are, st- are staff. So, you know, oh, we're, nice. you know, in terms of size, most law firms are actually, you know, one or two person shops. Um, you know, there's actually, believe it or not, this is scary to a lot of people. There are 48,000 active lawyers in the Commonwealth of Virginia, 48,000. Just in Virginia. Just in Virginia, right? Isn't that frightening? (laughs) Um, But anyway, most of them um, are, you know, uh, you know, a lot of them are working for the government, right? A lot of them aren't actively practicing. Um, And the ones that are, many of them are, you know, one or two person law firms. So a law firm with, with eight lawyers, I mean, that we at one point had 10, I think we were the number like 75th largest law firm in the state. 
Um, so, so for, for our size and what we do, I, you know, we're, we're a mid-sized large law firm for what we do. So it's yeah. very exciting stuff. Well, and I, that's, that's in the category of the other ignorance I want to talk with you about, because I feel like I've got you on the hook and you can explain some things to me. So what kind of law do you all practice? Um, so our bread and butter, um, is mostly family law. Uh, so divorces, child custody, child support, equitable distribution, uh, and most of what we're doing is kind of at a high level. Um, so we're not doing, you know, no contest divorces. We're, you know, we're handling, you know, people with, you know, with typically with assets um, who are in very complex, very stressful situations or very contested, um, you know, child custody issues. And not, I'll be honest with you, not a lot of lawyers are good at that, you know, and, and we do it very well. Um, I personally don't do that. Um, I, I just, you know, help manage people who do, and they're very good. <laughs> um, I, I tried family law once and it was, it was just, you know, it, it just wasn't my thing, you know, and it's, it's most, a lot of lawyers, it's not their thing, but we have incredible family law lawyers here who do incredible work, uh, some of the best in the whole state. Um, my practice is mostly uh, really personal injury, uh, so car accidents, and also general civil litigation. So people and businesses fighting over money. Um, you know, I, I kind of when people ask me what I do, I was like, I solve problems. You know, so people hire me to solve their problems, um, whether it's in court or out of court. And so that's kind of my role here is I'm the I'm the problem solver guy, and, and that's what I do with my clients. And it's sort of a, a lot of different stuff, um, but, you know, maybe 60, 70% plaintiff's personal injury work. But really, the rest of what we're doing here is family law. Well, that's it. And part of the reason I wanted to ask you about this is because I was talking with someone just recently who's an attorney, and he said, you know, most attorneys have to kind of specialize because the law right. is so big and so overwhelming. I don't think I had really thought about that before. Right. Well, it's also marketing branding, right? So no one wants to work with a generalist, right? You know, you, you know, it's any, anything in, in the world, you know, you want to work with someone who's the best at X, you know? So when you, you know, when you go and look at a law firm and, you know, it's like we do personal injury and family law and criminal law and estate planning and, you know, 50 other things, you, you know, it's just that that doesn't resonate with a lot of people like they want. You know, I want the best DUI lawyer. I want the best estate planning lawyer. And so, um, you know, we we spend most of our marketing dollars and most of our branding around this family law image. I'm kind of the odd guy out, but that's okay. I'm, I'm fine. I, I, you know, I, I get business the old fashioned way, which is networking and, and uh, you know, referrals, which, you know, it, my generation and your generation. Um, and I say, you know, I self-identify uh, as, you know, generation X, cause I was born in 1981. I'm the oldest millennial. But I'm not a millennial because, you know, the, when you and I want to, uh, when you and I need a, a plumber or an accountant or a lawyer, you know, we ask our friends like, hey, do you know a good accountant? Do you know a good lawyer? Do you know a good plumber? Pretty much everyone under age 40, that's not what they do. They go to Google. Um, and they. That's funny. I hadn't thought about the generational changes. Right. That, but you're right. That is what I do. Right. And so they, you know, and it's, 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 and so, you know, it's, you know, 10 10, 12 years ago when I started practicing, you know, it was, who do you know, word of mouth. Now it's Instagram reels and TikTok. I mean, that's just how, that's how people decide who they're going to hire 
to, to be their lawyer or be their whatever. That's just the world we live in now, especially people who are at Emory right now. Um, you know, they're going to get out of uh, Emory and they're going to go into the real world and they're going to make decisions based on TikTok reels, right? So, well, that's funny. Last night I had cocktails with some folks and, and he's a little older than I am. And he was frustrated that in his profession, that the professional development workshops he was going through right before he retired were all about how to market the business, not about how to, to do his job better or do his work better, right. but about how to market the business. And I didn't argue with him, but I was thinking, unfortunately, that's just the reality of the world. And, and what you're saying really sells that. Right. And, you know, we our phone starts ringing at 830 and doesn't stop ringing until five. Um, and it's all day long. I need a lawyer. 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 And most of those people are people who just went to Google and found us. And unfortunately, that costs a lot of money and it takes a lot of time to get to that point. But, you know, we're only, I don't know, uh, I think we're in our eighth year and we're, we're competing. Our, our main competition are the law firms that have been around for 30, 40 years doing the same thing. Um, and it's just, this is just the world we live in now, Monica. It's, it's all about, it's all about what pops. It's all about pictures of dogs and cats on Facebook. And I mean, that's just what makes the move. That's just what makes the world move right now. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Emory and Henry will put out some really interesting news and it gets, you know, 25 likes. They put out a picture of a baby duck and oh my goodness, it goes crazy. Right. Yep. That is, that is our new universe that we live in. So how do you, so how do you do that? Do you have to hire somebody on your staff who does that or do you, Oh yeah. Well, we work with, uh, we work with a lot of different vendors. You know, we have someone who handles our social, uh, we have someone who handles our SEO. We have someone who handles, you know, our blogs. Um, we have, you know, it's not something that's done in house. I mean, we're, you know, you, you know, so. Well, no, wait, what's an SEO? I don't know what it uh, is. Search engine called. optimization. So just making oh, sure right. that we're using the right words on our website and, and in our blogs. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you have marketing people and you have salespeople in any industry, right? And right. I'm a sales guy, right? I'm, I, I'm selling my time, you know? And so salespeople aren't very good at marketing. You know, they may think they are, but they're not. Um, and, and so, and, and so I, I know that, that, you know, that's not a strength of mine, you know, and so I, I, we partner with other people and, you know, maybe we'll get to the point one time when we have someone in-house who does it, you know, that would be great. Um, but for right now, you know, we, we partner with, you know, the, you know, the types of people that play ping pong and think up stuff, right. Or they play pool or, you know, they just sit around and they, 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 they think stuff up all day. Like those are the people that we partner with. That's hilarious. So, all right. So here's my, I'm going to ask one more, like showing my ignorance question. I get questions a lot from alums because again, you're right. People do ask who they know and they'll say, um, I really need a real estate lawyer in Buena Vista. Right. Who do you know? Right. You know, I know we have a lot of lawyers, but I don't know. I don't know how to know who does what kind of law. Is there like a directory? Right. It's called uh, email Matt Long at M-L-O-N-G at B-T-L-A-W-V-A.com. So anyone listening to this, if you need a lawyer in X area, I will find you one. <laughs> so seriously, I, I, yeah. that's part of what you do. Well, it's just so, I, I, you know, when you become a lawyer, 
anyone becomes a lawyer within the first three months of practicing law, everyone you've ever met in your entire life is reaching out to you. And, and anyone who's listening to this as a lawyer is laughing right now because it happened to them. Like you become a lawyer and everyone you've ever known in your life has a question immediately. I, I just did that to Mark Graham just recently over right. a family matter. I just plopped in and I was like, I just need five minutes. I just need you right. to answer this question. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I only, you know, my, I only, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And I know that when I have friends or family, you know, now it's much, it's, it's less than it was when I, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's people with real needs, you know, people that, um, you know, friends, family, obviously I get reached out to. And I, so I, I have my own network of lawyers that I reach out to um, when someone's looking for someone. So if, you know, in your hypo, if you were looking for a, a real estate lawyer in Buena Vista, uh, or if someone were to email me, who's an Emory grad and says, hey, do you know a real estate lawyer in Buena Vista? Well, I'm a member of a number of different listservs, right, of other lawyers where I'm going to email that listserv and say, hey, I'm looking for a real estate lawyer in Buena Vista, and I'm going to get a couple of names within five minutes. Well, um, I am totally using you for this because, <laughs> it, I mean, I always want to be helpful, but I feel like I never have a good answer. And in particular, Matt, they want to know an Emory and Henry lawyer. Is there a way to know that? Ah, that's going to be more difficult. Uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I know a few off the top of my head, um, you know, but no, I mean, I, 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 but I, I, my advice would be that's not important. Um, you know, so that's a bad way to go about making a decision on who you hire as a lawyer, uh, because of where they went to school, <laughs> you know, you, you need to hire a good lawyer. So, you know, maybe they went to Emory, maybe they didn't, but, uh, you know, my job is to, you know, help find you a good lawyer, not necessarily where they went to school. Gotcha. All right. All right. I'm going to remind everybody who we're talking to today, uh, Matt Long, Emory Henry class of 2003, who is a partner in his law firm in Richmond. And tell us the name of that law firm again, because I'm going to uh, get the name wrong. Yeah, it's Bowen, 10, Long, and Ball. Um, there you so go. it was Bowen, 10, and now we, myself and Newper Ball, uh, we both came up together and, and, you know, got us, you know, on board, changed our name and, um, you know, that's, you know, lawyers are weird, you know, they have this, you know, we change our name, you know, when lawyers are added to law firms, they change the name around, but at some point you have to stop, right, because there'll be too many names. So um, I don't know if, you know, there is a generation, you know, you know, right behind us. And so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if we'll change it again. I don't know. Well, that would be a question to ask the marketing people, right? So really, well, here's the thing. I really yeah. want you guys to merge. There's a firm in Abingdon called Bowling and Hurl. And oh. with 10 and long right. and ball in your, I'm thinking that could be a whole bowling alley thing. You could have, you could have your office in a bowling alley, Matt. Right. Think of that. I, you know what, I get excited about stuff like that. Like, you know, that would be great. That would, you know, I think the name would sound awesome. You know, if the mm -hmm. name is weird and funny, people are going to remember it. So yes, mm -hmm. we should, we should merge with them, but yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, but in all seriousness, I mean, it's, you know, all this stuff is strategic and, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's all about, you know, what works and, and what doesn't as far as, you know, the, the name goes. So that's the, that's the name that we ended up coming up with, you know, and talking to all of our marketing people. Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued by that. I really am. And I, I, you know, now that you talk about this, we do have one attorney who is a graduate and I get her newsletter and it is so clear that what she does is divorce law to the point that every time I read the newsletter, I'm like, I feel like I should 
get a divorce. I'm not married. I just I get a divorce. <laughs> well, she's so, doing a good job. Right. And yeah. that's just, you got to hammer home. Like no one wants to work with a specialist. It's just, or uh, no one wants to work with a generalist. With a generalist. Yeah. yeah. I and, never I mean, thought about it. Your doctor, your PCP, right. But if you get cancer, you want to see an oncologist. You don't want to see your PCP, right. right. Um, if you break your shoulder, you want to see a shoulder doctor. You don't want to see a general orthopedic doctor. So yeah. it's it same holds true in law. That is funny. I just never thought about it. You're, you're educating me, Matt, and I appreciate <laughs> that. So one question that I always ask people is, what did you learn at Emory & Henry that continues to follow you in your career? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Uh, so when I started Emory, um, I was, believe it or not, a very shy introvert who, uh, you know, I didn't really have a lot of self-confidence and I just didn't really make friends very easily. <laughs> so I was, I, I mean, I was a very different person when I started Emory. Um, and what changed? Uh, well, what changed was a conversation I had with my father when he dropped me off. Um, he said, Matt, I know how you are. I know you're going to go to your dorm room and just play video games and not interact with anyone. Um, I want you to meet five people a day for the next week. So that's 35 people in your first week. I want you to meet five people a day. And so that's what I did. And I met, uh, I met Chris Dumont, who's a great friend of mine still. I met Brad Wise. I met Mike Formicello. Uh, you know, I met, I met Matt Hambrick. I met like all my friends that are my friends, like still right now, you know, oh 20, my gosh. years later. And, you know, I, so to answer your question, I mean, Emory sort of really in that first week kind of taught me how to be the best version of myself, I guess, and, and, and realize, and, you know, and, and I guess be more introvert, extroverted and more, um, I guess, you know, I, I just, I was a totally different person, Monica, when I started. So Emory sort of morphed me into the person I am now, which is, you know, I can run my mouth for five hours about anything and I can walk into a room full of people and, you know, start yakking away and make five friends. That was not the case before Emory. And so over that four years, meeting people and just, you know, being in an environment worth Emory where, you know, it's either going to work for you or if it's not, you know, if it doesn't work for you, you're going to leave. Right. I yeah. mean, Emory is not a place to be unhappy. <laughs> you know, you're, you, no, you're right about that. <laughs> and so if, but if you're happy, you're really happy. And I was very happy and I made a lot of friends and, you know, I got real involved in the student government and I, I got involved in just so many things. And I've just, you know, and in high school, I did nothing, absolutely nothing. I went home and yeah, I, I worked and I played video games. So Emory, where did you, where did you work? In high school? Uh-huh. Uh, I think I, I worked at Kroger or Harris Teeter. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Um, but, but bless your dad's heart for giving you such amazing advice and bless right. yours for taking it. Because that's the right. thing. I talk to a lot of kids who who just think that the Emory experience is going to just accidentally fall in their laps. And you do have to make some effort. I don't care where you go. If you go to Tech, you go to Emory Henry, you right. go to I don't care where. You got you got to put some of you into it. You got, it's like you said about being a partner. You got to put some skin in the game. Right. And the other thing Emory did honestly is, um, you know, it, it you know with you know, it, and this sounds so basic, but it's it's you know I meet so many people who just don't have these basic like reading and writing skills. You know that that you know as a lawyer you need to be able to read and write. And you know, and obviously, I mean, if you're literate, you you know you're able to read and write. But you know, are you able to read and write well? Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. You know, Emory taught me how to read and write well, 
and Dr. Roper with his blue books, you know, and just pounding out stuff for four years, you know, it just taught me how to read and write, which obviously helped with law school because that's sure. what law school is, reading and writing. <laughs> and then now with my job, it's reading, writing, but then there's a new thing, which is running my mouth. Um, and, and you're so, doing a great job at that, evidently. <laughs> and so Emory also kind of taught me how to run my mouth, which is, I mean, that's what I'm being paid to do, right? I'm being paid to run my mouth. So that is true. Um, Emory helped me with that as well. How convenient that that starts with an R because right. it would have been right. yeah, not as fun. So were you a history major? You mentioned Dr. Yes, Lover. I was history and philosophy. I, I can't remember if I double majored in history philosophy or if I did a minor. I don't know. But uh, I just say that uh, I double majored in history and philosophy. Um, and uh, yeah, so I spent wow. a lot of time with Dr. Letson um, and um, a lot of time with Dr. Bardsley, who's, uh, I don't think she's at Emory anymore, but uh, I know, I know Letson's still there. Cause I, Letson I just gave, is still here. I just gave him some money. So, <laughs> so <laughs> well, I, had to, I had to hit the end of year, uh, you know, the end of year, June 30th deadline. So that's, I normally earmark that towards the philosophy department. So. Well, God bless you for make, making the deadline. We appreciate it. And on behalf of Dr. Letson, thank you for thinking right. of your old department. That's good. That's a I, I want him to go out and get everyone really nice coffee for the classroom. That was something that I remember him doing. He used to bring every, he used to ask us if we wanted coffee. So maybe if he's listening, he can, he can use that as a treat for everyone. Well, I just want to say that we've both worked here a very long time. He's never offered to buy me a cup of coffee. And I'm going to <laughs> challenge him on that as soon as we hang up today. You were telling me that that you also have a bit of a travel bug. Tell me about that. Right. Yeah. So um, it's it's interesting how, you know, you just sort of things, you know, you just sort of fall into things. So anyway, um, I was hanging out with a friend, I guess, nine years ago. We were at happy hour and I I went to go pay for the drinks with a debit card. And she was like, don't do that. I was like, why not? She's like, well, you can earn points with a credit card. I was like, what does that mean? And, uh, and so that was, I guess, my first experience in this points and miles world. And then actually one of our other alumni, Derek Dye, um, he started a, a travel group, uh, Travel on Points. You should totally interview him. Yeah. Um, anyway, and I joined that group maybe four or five years ago and, and kind of learned how to really travel the world for free. And so that's what I do now in my spare time. Um, and it's all with credit card miles. And my wife and I just got back from a two-week trip to Greece. Um, it was a $50,000 trip, five-star hotels, first-class flight. We paid next to nothing to go over there. And, wow. uh, and so that's, that's kind of what we do in our spare time um, is, you know, we, 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 we travel and, and we don't pay for it, <laughs> which is, which is awesome. And it's, it's interesting because I've, you know, I get real excited about this stuff. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are real excited about it. And there's a lot of people who just don't care. And so I've, you know, it's like with anything else, you know, you, you, you got to find your audience. Right, right. It's, it's like, I have a lot of friends that are real into cryptocurrency. I just don't care. You know, I don't care how much money they make. I don't care. I just don't care at all about cryptocurrency. It's but not are, that I don't care, Matt. I don't understand. <laughs> right. Well, I don't want to understand. And so there are people that will talk to you for five hours about it. And I just tell them up front, I don't care. It's kind of <laughs> like the travel thing. Like you either care or you don't. If you care, I'll run my mouth for 10 hours. If you don't care, I'll shut up. So where? Um, tell me, you said you just got back from Greece. Where else have you been? 
Oh, wow. Uh, well, we just got, well, we, we got back from Greece in May. We actually just oh. got back, like literally just got back on Monday from Bar Harbor, Maine. Um, that was a fun trip. Um, and, you know, we've been to uh, St. Lucia. We've been to Barbados. Uh, we've been to Grenada. We've been to Jamaica. We're going to Italy next year. Um, you know, we, we've, we've. And you're doing this on your credit card points? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So do you have a special credit card, like a travel credit card or an oh, wow. airline Monica, credit card? This is a five-hour conversation. Okay, but, we don't uh, have five hours. We right. have about five minutes <laughs> But <left>. basically, <laughs> in, in a nutshell, in, in, in 15 seconds, um, you know, American Airlines, right, you know, open this card and, and we'll, if you spend $3,000 in three months, we'll give you 80,000 American Airlines points. So you open the card, you put your groceries, you put your Amazon, you put your cable bill, you put all your expenses on there, you get your 8,000 American Airlines points, and then you do that over and over again for the rest of your life. And that's basically how it works. And so, uh, so just, how many points does that get you? Would you say 80,000 or 8,000? Oh, I'm just making up numbers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Is it, hard, is it hard to rack up points? No, it's easy. Uh, I've I've opened, I have over, I think, 65 credit cards at this point. Uh, I've opened one a month for the last six years, as have my wife. We have perfect credit scores. It's very easy. What's hard is burning them. Um, so it's really easy to earn them. So it's, I mean, you just, you're just buying groceries. You're not, you're just switching your spin from your debit card to your, whatever car you open that month. And then just uh, pay it off. Right. And then just pay it off. So you don't have the interest. What's hard is like figuring out how to get to Greece. Like that's, what's difficult. Um, you know, and that's what takes time to learn, but just, just earning them is, is, I mean, honestly, a sixth grader could do it. It's, it's really easy. <laughs> well, I, we've got a couple of Emory and Henry trips coming up. That, so I hope that you'll think about using some of your points and join us. We Emory and Henry trips. Yeah. The marching band is going to go to France and Normandy next December. And we're going to try to do a little alumni trip around that. Oh, that's so, fun. Yeah. That's so fun. we'll have to see if we'll send you some information, see if we can get you dragged all in. right all right probably, you could probably go for free the rest of us are going to spend real money but you, <laughs> you get to go for free all right so we're just about out of time and i guess i just want to end by asking um tell us what sort of um, advice that you give young people who are thinking about going into law or uh you know it's everyone applying for law school has good grades right so when you're in college right and you're making straight a's and you're the president of the Student Government Association, and you know, you're involved in a million extracurricular activities, and you're, you know, blue key honor society, and you think that you're the smartest person on the planet Earth. Well, guess what? Literally every other person applying for law school has the exact same credentials. So the only way to separate yourself is what's called the LSAT, which is the SAT for law schools. And so if you're if you want to go to law school, you need to dump all your money, all your energy, all your time into LSAT prep work um, with the private classes, because that is really all they care about. They don't care about your grades. They don't care about where you went to school. They don't care that you were the president of X. All they care about is your LSAT score. And if you do well in your LSAT, you can go to law school for free. And so, and that's important because we all know about student loans and there are a lot. And so that would be my advice to current Emory students thinking about law school, just 
get mom and dad to pay for it or open a credit card and put it on that. But you need to figure out a way to pay for a private LSAT prep test or prep class, because if you knock it out of the park on your LSAT, you're going to be able to get in wherever you want. And if you don't do well in your LSAT, they don't care about your straight A's and they don't care that you were the president of your class. Is, is that just because there's so much competition to get into law school? Yeah, it, well, it's it's yeah, because yes, exactly. There's just there's a lot of competition and um, and and it's just, you know, most people who are applying for law school are good students. Right. So not everyone applying for college is a good student. Right. I mean, there's a lot of bad students who go to college. There are a lot of bad students who go to law school. <laughs> so so you um, still need the good grades and all that stuff. But. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but what they do is they uh, they put everyone in three stacks. Um, yes, no, and maybe. And uh, it's based on your LSAT. And then the maybes are when they start looking at everything else. Hmm. Um, but that was that was a mistake that I made. So I, I thought I was, you know, because I had all the straight A's and the, you know, president of this and everything. Yeah. And I, didn't, I didn't get in right away. It's because I didn't focus on the LSAT. And then I I worked for three years and I, I really worked hard. And, and then and then I got in. Well, Matt, we are out of time, but I want to thank you so much for talking with us today. You have answered so many of my personal burning questions, and I am very, very grateful to that. And the next time I get a call from someone who says, I need a real estate lawyer in Buena Vista, I'm calling you. Right. No, and and anyone listening, I do this all day long. Alumni, friends, family, and and I find them people and knock on wood, it, it typically works out. So feel free to reach out. So thanks for being with us today on the Duck Pond Wall and and getting to know Matt Long, Emory and Henry class of 2003, who is now a partner with, say it again, Uh, Bowenton Long and Ball. I'm just never going to get that right, but it still still sounds like it'd be great on the bowling alley. So I'm going to go for that. (laughs) Right. All right. Thanks very much. And we'll see you next time on the Duck Pond Wall. Be sure to keep listening to WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. (laughs) 